Normally during this time, um, we have a nice video that runs and a bumper and all that. Um, Obviously with no projector, there's no video. So I'm going to act out what the video was. So no, I'm just kidding. No, not really. End scene. Um, So anyway, but we are here talking about selfie. And the whole idea uh, behind this is to be able to head into 2014 and to make it the best year ever. Uh, Most of us long for and desire for constant improvement and looking for something better and looking for something um, that's, you know, more fulfilling. And, and, and I know for me personally, I'm looking forward to 2014, as great as this year has been, um, just to continue to get better. Um, but there are some things that I have to have in place in order to make that happen. And so this morning, we're going to start a series looking at capturing your best self. And uh, as Mary Beth said, the title of the series is Selfie. Now, how many of you know what a selfie is? How many of you, keep your hands up, how many of you have ever taken a selfie? Some of you, how many of you have ever posted those selfies on social media? The number got smaller and smaller as we went through it. It's pretty funny. Um, That's pretty great though, actually. We're going to look them all up and then next week we're going to post them up on the screen for everybody to look at. So how many of you would be embarrassed by some of those selfies? Yeah, the, see, the number got smaller and smaller each time I ask a question. Anyway, we're talking about selfies, and, and I am by no means an expert in social media, and I by no means know everything there is to know about what it means to be on social media, to have a social media presence. And so for you today, we have brought in an expert, somewhat of a, um, she's been tabbed as the social media queen, and, um, and she has come to be able to share with us a little bit about what a selfie is, what's the purpose of a selfie, and, um, and, and exactly what we can do in this whole idea of social media. So I want to invite Jackie to come on out. Come on out. Um, for those of you that don't know, we had a nice intro um, video and all that, and again, I'm not going to act that out, but hey, anyway, so here's the deal with Jackie. Some of you may think I'm, I'm, I'm being a little um, overstated. Um, she, runs, she has a, her own YouTube channel, Jackie Cass One. Um, and on that are several drum covers that she's done. Um, she's done a cover of a Maroon 5 song that has over 1 million views. Um, and she has several others. I saw today a couple that have uh, well over 100,000 views. Most of them are, you know, 60, 70,000. So you start beginning adding all those up and it gets into um, the number of views that have seen Jackie play the drums um, is, is pretty remarkable. And that's on YouTube. And yet you got to see her live this morning. So there you go. How about that? Um, <laughs> She's starting a new business in which she helps to promote and and, and work through social media up-and-coming artists, and we're excited about that. She has her own blog. She has um, her own Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, all these different things. And she's everywhere. Um, She created the internet, and um, (laughs) so, um, no, actually, Al Gore did. So, um, anyway... Um, but, um, but no, so she's here today to help us a little bit understand what it means when we use the word selfie. So I'm going to start right there. What is a selfie? Well, a selfie, as a little bit, you did a little bit of an intro. It was pretty good. And, uh, but I think a selfie is really, obviously, when someone takes a picture just of them. Actually, it doesn't have to be just of themselves. Uh, thank you. Um, mostly with the front-facing camera on the phones. Um, very useful for the selfies. Um, but usually, it's just when you snap a photo like this of yourself or of you and your friends or family. And um, uh, yes, I do a lot of them. Uh, but you, took, you took a couple yesterday as you were in Miami Beach, so yeah. He's been looking at my Instagram again. Stalking. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the main reason like why people take selfies, the main reason being that there's not always someone around to take a photo. And in personal experience, sometimes it's a little awkward asking someone to take a photo of you, especially as Brent mentioned earlier, I have a picture of me in a box of Kit Kats at a store. I found green tea Kit Kats and I was really excited and I wasn't going to ask someone to take a picture of me in a box of candy. So I did it myself, took it upon myself to there take a go. selfie. And what would be some of the reasons for taking a selfie? And not only just taking the picture, but then posting it. Because I know for you, there's some strategy behind it, but for others, there's other reasons. Tell me why you think some of the reasons in your experience as to why people not only take them, but then post them for others to see. Yeah, I think I mentioned in the first service that a lot of people, some people keep journals or diaries. And once the internet came about, there was a lot of blogging. And then Twitter came about, and that was considered microblogging. It is considered microblogging. And uh, now there's Instagram, so that's basically blogging but with photos. And I think selfies make it a little more personable. And it's kind of the reason why I take a lot of Instagram photos is to kind of document, like, what I'm up to. And that's why people follow me. And a lot of it has to do with the drumming because uh, that's what I do. And um, I think it's more a more personable stance to taking a photo. Good. And tell me... Um a lot of times you'll see on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, there's um, like a, a, a pound sign or a number um, sign. I think they call those hashtags. What is a hashtag and what's the purpose of a hashtag? Yeah, a hashtag is basically like their keywords. Uh, anybody can search for them and if there's enough tweeted, uh, they can become trending. So if someone with a high following, like Brent here with his millions of followers. That I have three following. <laughs> and, Amy's not, and my wife isn't one of them, so that tells you something. <laughs> If you were to post, uh, you know, speaking at PBCC, uh, hashtag, what would you hashtag? Hashtag PBCC selfie. Selfie. So selfie then PBCC. anybody go, that sorry. goes and searches selfie, his tweet will show up. And um, if there's enough people, it might uh, trend, whether that's worldwide or within the state or the city or the county, whatever you choose. Fantastic. And what makes a good selfie? Like if, you're, if you were to tell somebody, all right, this is what you need to do to make it happen, what would you tell them? Well, you can get really nitty-gritty, and you can say, well, because I know I said earlier last service that, you know, for the ladies, like, we don't want, like, angle from down here. You know, that's not a good angle. Maybe not from up here. So, you know, about here. I don't know what angle that is, but I think last yeah, service got it. Here, that angle there. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's a math angle. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it all really depends. But if there's more than one person, you've got to pick the taller person in the group because the being 5'3", you only get this and yeah. if there's a few people you're not going to get all of them so very good yeah. very good all right so and we, we I shared this with her in the last service but so you guys are aware um you do not want to miss next Sunday um you remember the old mission impossible or even the new mission impossible your mission should you choose to accept it I've given her a mission impossible and she has chosen to accept it her mission is this next Sunday during our service she is going to take the brave task of teaching Dr. Ray how to take a selfie there and was no he, option I had to accept. So, I, <laughs> And if he does well, to post it on social media. So, um, yeah, some of you know him. So, exactly, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. significant step. Um, so, anyway, you want to come back because she's going to teach him how to do it and what it looks like. It's going to be hilarious watching her at 5'3", trying to teach him at 7'4", what a, what a sell, you know, how to do camera angle and all that. So, it's going to be awesome. Um, we look forward to that. But, uh, anyway, check Jackie out on YouTube. Um, and then you've got links from her, her website there and everything else to be able to um, go to all her other stuff that's going on. For those of you that don't know, she's a part of our church. Um, she's a college student. She's a senior at American University up in Washington, D.C., so that's why she's not around more often. But when she does come back, um, we're grateful that she's willing to, um, to play with us and play for us. And so 
Um, we're glad you're here, and she'll be back next Sunday. So we don't want to miss next yes. Sunday. So absolutely. Thanks so much. Great. Great. So now you know what a selfie is. Um, and for whatever it's worth, you know, I'm a kind of a, um, kind of a trivia nerd kind of guy, and so I, I like useless information. Um, in fact, most nights, if the girls are in bed in time, at 7.30, I turn on channel 431 on my Xfinity. Does anybody know what's on channel 431 at 7.30? Ah, yes. Kindred spirit. Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy. I seem to lose every single time, but I love watching it. You know, it's easy to bet when it's someone else's money. Um, and so, so I watch the show, and I enjoy it, and I love taking facts in. And so that's just kind of my personality. It's just to kind of take trivial things, and I love to learn them and know about them. And one of the things I came across a few weeks ago was that Oxford Dictionaries um, chooses a word of the year every single year. And what they do is they go back and they look at a word or a phrase that just kind of blows up. It may have been in existence before, but all of a sudden they decide this is going to be the word of the year. And the 2013 word of the year is selfie. Um, and it's interesting because they went back and they did some research on it. Excuse me. The word selfie started in 2002. It's over 10 years ago was the first time it was ever used. And based on their research, they were able to find the first time that it ever took place. A, an Australian gentleman um, was, had been to a party and had had a, an excessively good time and was somewhat inebriated as he exited the party. And as he was going through, he tripped over the curb and smacked his face on the sidewalk and busted up his lip and knocked um, part, part of one tooth out. And he took a picture with his camera phone and then he posted it to social media. And in the, in the description, he said, you know, basically, this is what happened, whatever. And at the very end, he said, sorry about the focus. It was a selfie. And that was the first time it was ever used. And that was 10 years ago. Last year alone, the word selfie increased in usage by 17,000%. Not 17,000 times, 17,000%. And I don't know if there's any math people in here or not, but that's like a lot. Okay? <laughs> And so the use has just gone crazy when you think about the word selfie. But it's gotten me to think and wonder why, why do people take selfies? And not only do they, why do they take them, but why do they then turn around and post them for others to see? Now you heard Jackie talk about reasons why, you know, for memories. Maybe it's a, a diary or a, a, a blog that they're doing, and so they want to be able to have something that goes with it. They want to be able to, to remember um, important people and important events in their lives um, for her and her development in her career and her profession. Maybe it's used as a, as a marketing tool or something to be able to identify. But there's a lot of different reasons as to why people may do it. If you start to get into the psychology behind it, you, you begin to wonder, do people take these photos and then post them because they want to control the image that's projected of them out to the world? Um, do they maybe not feel as good about themselves? And so in order to, to be able to promote that, they put it out there. Or maybe they feel too good about themselves and they want everybody else to say, hey, look at me. Whatever it is, whatever the reason is, different people have different um, thoughts and different subconscious process that goes into them taking it and then posting it. But regardless of why people do it, and there are a lot of people that do, they do end up saying a lot about themselves. In fact, they probably say more about themselves than they actually even realize. But what exactly are they saying? When the picture goes up, what do they say about themselves? As we head into a new year, as we look at making 2014 the best year 
ever. Um, it's usually commonly a time of reflection where we look back and see where we've been, where we've come from. But it's also a time that we look forward. What's coming up in the new year? What plans do I have? What's going to be different about what's coming up? And most people, I shouldn't say most people, a lot of people set New Year's resolutions. Um, did anybody here set any resolutions for last year? Nobody? Oh, just a handful of people? How many kept your resolutions from last year? Nobody? Oh, you did. You kept, you kept all your resolutions? You're a, what's that? No candy? You are my hero. Let me just tell you. Not only because you set a resolution, not only because you kept your resolution, but because your resolution was no candy. That, that's awesome. You, that, that, that's, yeah, I would post that on somewhere. I'd be like, yeah, no candy. Hashtag, no candy. Anyway, um, but as you think about this, it's, it's a common time to set resolutions to say this year is going to be different. Well, today hopefully will be a message that kind of launches us into the whole mindset of looking at making this year a little bit different. Making sure that 2014 is indeed the best year ever. And so as we look at that, as we process it, what we want to do is capture our best self. In order to be our best self, we have to understand where we are to start. In order to say, I'm going to be the best that I can possibly be, we have to know where we are right now. And so we're going to start with that process today. And as we do that, I want to ask you a question. You don't have to answer out loud. As a matter of fact, I don't want you to answer out loud. I want you to just think about it because I'm going to ask the question, and then I want you to let it sink in for a little bit. The question is this, do you like who you are? Do you like who you are? Now, initial reaction, you may say, yeah, I like who I am. I like where I am. I like what I have. I like where I live. I like all these things. Yeah, I like who I am. But do you like yourself all the time or is it just some of the time? I'm sure that there are people who are here today that probably didn't answer that question. Yes, I like who I am. There are probably some people here today who have said, you know what, not so much, not so much, and especially today. Maybe yesterday, maybe last week I liked myself, but today, not as much. Wherever you are in that journey, in that scale of yes, I like myself, and no, I don't like myself, it's important to understand where you are, because what we want to do is we want to get to a place where we learn to like ourselves. It is important that we get to the place where we say, I like who I am. And the first blank on your outline there, it says 2,000 word of the year is, is the selfie. The next question on there says, why is it so important to blank who you blank? It says, why is it so important to like who you are? Why is it so important to like who you are? When I ask the question, if you like yourself, why is it important? What's the big deal? What difference does it make whether or not I like myself? It makes a big difference for two different reasons, and that's what we're going to look at today. The first reason, the next thing on your outline there, is number one, how I feel about myself, how I feel about myself impacts how I feel about others. How I feel about myself impacts how I feel about others. If you have a Bible, and I know you've got the, the passage there on your outline there, but if you have a Bible and you want to turn to the gospel according to Matthew, and in Matthew chapter 22, we see an exchange where some guys have come to Jesus to try to discredit him. They're trying to throw a, tr a trick question at him so that he will stumble and he'll mess up. And as soon as he messes up, then he loses all credibility. He has spent most of his ministry getting to this place where he has credibility, and now they're trying to undermine it. And here in Matthew chapter 22, a teacher of the law comes to him, and notice what he says. He says in verse 36 of Matthew 22, Teacher... Which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
in verse 37. And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. Notice in verse 39. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Notice what he says. The second is like this. You should love your neighbor as yourself. Have you made the connection yet? You are supposed to love other people the way you love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, you won't know how to love other people. If you don't like who you are, you're going to have a hard time liking others. If you aren't comfortable with who you are as a person, and you don't know how to relate to yourself as a person, then you're going to have a hard time relating to somebody else. You know, most people, when they go and see um, someone for relationship help, whether it's a counselor or whether it's a minister or, or whoever they may go to, or even if they choose to walk into a bookstore and go to the self-help section, most of the time, the primary focus of restoring relationships is working on you as an individual. I don't know how many times I've had um, people come into my office and they say, well, she does this and she does that and she does this. And I just look at the guy and I'm like, who cares? We need to worry about you. Let's focus on you first. Let's get what's right with you in order. Because when that's in order, then you know how to more effectively deal with whatever else you think may be out of order. And it's possible that once you get this in order, you realize that this really isn't that jacked up after all. It's just how you've responded. Most of the time in relationships that are bad, we need to worry about ourselves first before we worry about fixing others. Now, I know it may sound arrogant. Oh, you're just thinking about yourself. All you ever do is think about yourself. You're focusing on yourself. But we have to be healthy mentally and emotionally. We have to understand who we are first, and we have to be comfortable with that before we can turn around and share that with somebody else. See, Jesus knew that. He understood that. He got that because he created us. And that's why he says, you need to love others the way you love yourself. And what he's saying underneath is, you need to love yourself. You need to learn how to like who you are. This selfie, this picture you take of yourself, you need to be able to look at it, and you need to be able to say, I like what I see. Because that impacts how you view other people. So the relationships in our lives are impacted by the way we look at ourselves. But it's not the only relationship that, that we see this having an impact. The second thing on your notes there, it says this. It says, how I feel about myself impacts how I feel about God. How I feel about myself impacts how I feel about God. In the first book of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, we see the creation account as it's recorded. And in Genesis chapter 1, Verses 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the birds, the heavens, so on and so forth. Verse 27. So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So here's the deal. We are created in the image of God. The psalmist goes on to write in Psalm 139, verses 13 through 14, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Talking to God, talking about being put together in my mother's womb and the fact that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. 
The Apostle Paul in the New Testament says that we are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. You see, when you go back and you look at the creation account, when he created the heavens and the earth, he said, this is good. When he created the land and the sea, he said, this is good. When he created the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, when he created the animals on the land, he said, this is good. And when he created you, when he created me, he said, this is really, really good. The scripture says good for all those others, and it says very good for when he created man and woman. That's a powerful statement to think that when God created you, he said, that's it. I've done it. Because you have to realize, you know, some of you may do this with your kids about, you know, you try to build your kids up and say, well, after you, we broke the mold and threw it away because there'd never be another one like you. Literally, that's what God did. What did God create on the seventh day? Nothing. He rested. What did God create on the eighth day? Nothing. The ninth? Nothing. Tenth? Nothing. God stopped after he made us because he knew it wasn't going to get any better than that. And see, you are made in the image of God. Basically, God said, you know what? I need to find a way to be able to relate. I need to be able to find a way to to be able to have a relationship. So he put you and I on the earth. So here's the deal. The next blank that you have on your outline there is this. We are God's selfie. We are God's selfie. It's as if God pulled out his phone, and he put the the camera up, and he's like, hey, you two guys, come here. And he said, some of you got that, okay. So he took this picture, and then he looked at the picture, and he said, it's not going to get any better than that. They gave each other a fist bump, they blew it up, and it was on its way. He posted it on the earth, and he said, I love it. It's fantastic. This is as good as it's going to be. We are God's selfie. And here's the thing, and this is how it impacts our relationship with God. If we don't like who we are, then we don't like the image of God. And if we don't like who we've been created to be, then we don't like God's masterpiece. And if we struggle and we wrestle with the fact of who I am as a person, then you know what? I don't really believe that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I resent my creator. We have to get to a place where we recognize that a negative perspective on myself projects on a negative perspective on the God who created me. Because I am in his image. You are in his image. You may not look in the mirror and see who God created. You may not see God's image. You may not see his glory shine through. You may not feel like a masterpiece. But that's who he says we are. That's exactly who we were created to be. And so, if we don't have a healthy perspective of looking at ourselves that way, we can't understand a relationship with God any better. But when we do get that, when we do realize that, then we begin to embrace and understand that God is pretty cool and that He was amazing to give me this life and that who He made me to be is pretty good. And I like it and I'm okay with it. As a summary statement, you're outlined there, and it's a summary statement. It says, the way I look at myself directly influences all other relationships in my life. The way I look at myself directly influences all other relationships in my life. You see, if I don't love myself the way I should, 
If I don't like myself and who I am, I can never love my wife the way she needs to be loved. If I don't like myself, I can't like my children. I can't love my children the way they need to be loved. I can't love my friends and and people in general. I can't love them the way I'm supposed to and the way I need to if I don't like who I am to start with. Now, there's always self-improvement. There's always things that we can do. We're going to talk about that next week as you you take a picture and then you filter it. You have different filters that you put on it. And next week we're going to talk about that. What can we do to continually be improving? But at my core, do I like who I am? Do I love who God created me to be? Am I comfortable in the fact that I am made in the image of God? Because if I'm not, if I don't embrace that, then I can't love him either. So my relationships with people are flawed. My relationship with God is flawed. And the reality is, is if I shut out all those relationships, then I'm done. Because we are created for relationship. God created man for relationship. God gave man a woman. Why? Because it's not good that man should be alone. So that relationship can be established. We are created for relationship. And the only way we can have healthy relationships is if we start with ourselves and we understand and we begin to like who we are. If there's one main thing that I want you to walk away with today, it's this. On the first blank, you have the hashtag or the pound sign or the little tic-tac-toe thing, depending on how small your writing is. But you have the hashtag there, selfie. And the second hashtag is like it. One main thing today is this, selfie, like it. Basically, that means when we talk about taking a selfie and, and taking a picture of yourself, and then you post it and you like it, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on Facebook, you, you communicate that I like what I see. So when you take that picture with the phone and you look at the picture, you begin in your mind to understand and to realize, I like this. It's not perfect. It's not yet arrived, but I like what I see. I'm okay with that. and I'm comfortable with that because I understand it impacts the people that I'm around and the God that created me. So, as we look to 2014, as we begin to think about the process, making it the best year ever, we're talking about like a new you and a new year. We start with capturing our best self. Application for today is this. I don't know if you remember, about 20 years ago, there was a character on Saturday Night Live and um, played by um, Al Franken, who's now United States Senator from Minnesota. And um, the character's name was Stuart Smalley. Does anybody remember Stuart Smalley? Um, he had big coif blonde hair, and he wore, like, real colorful cardigan sweaters. And he had, like, a, the, the, the gag was that he, um, that he had a really bad daytime television show. Um, but he would have a mirror, and every time he would start the mirror, and it was kind of like that self-help psychological thing. And he would, he would sit in the chair, and he would look at the mirror, and he'd say, you're smart enough, you're good enough, and doggone it, people like you. Okay? Or, or he would make it personalized. He goes, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. And it was just this whole funny thing because then he goes out and interviews the guest host. And one of the ones I remember, he's like, interviews Michael Jordan, okay, one of the most accomplished players of all time. And, and in talking to Michael Jordan, he convinces him to look in the mirror and say, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. You know, not like he struggles with that, but that was Stuart Smalley's thing. So the application for this, for, for, for this lesson is go be Stuart Smalley. The first thing I want you to do is look in the mirror. I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to 
take time and to examine who you are. And maybe it's not a, a literal looking glass where you stand in front of the bathroom you know, mirror for hours and people are like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm looking in the mirror. And they're like, yeah, right. But whatever it may be, you know, you're, not, you're not trying to do all this. It's like, but, but figuratively, look in the mirror at who you are. And when you're looking in the mirror, what I want you to do is to rehearse truth. Rehearse truth. Too many times we, we, we look in the mirror and we don't listen to truth. We listen to what somebody else wants us to hear. But we need to rehearse truth. When I was in college, I was the manager for the basketball team. And the coach, we would run a play, and, and when, the, when, when the guys would mess up, you know, the coach would blow his whistle and he'd say, you know, he'd step out on the court and he'd say, you need to be over here, you need to provide help here, you need to, you know, hedge here. He'd go out and he'd correct the play and get the guys in the right place, in the right position, and he'd say, do it again. And then they'd run the play and inevitably it'd get messed up and he'd come back out on the court and he'd get the guys in the right place and teach them and show them, say, do it again. And that would happen time and time again. And then finally, finally that moment would come through when they would get the play right. And without saying anything, he'd blow the whistle and say, do it again. You see, because here's the thing, is just doing it once doesn't take root. You have to do the right thing the right way over and over and over again. When you do it wrong, it's easy to stop and provide correction and do it. But when you do it right, you think, ah, I got this figured out. It's easy. Yeah, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. You have to do it time and time and time again. If you've ever tried to learn how to drive on a manual transmission, you know what I'm talking about. You may get it in gear one time, but let me tell you, that's not going to be the only time you ever do that. You have to do it time and time again until it becomes natural. We have to rehearse truth. We have to remind ourselves that we are created in the image of God. We have to remind ourselves that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have to remind ourselves that we are God's masterpiece. It doesn't get any better than you. God stopped after he created man. And after he created woman, he said, that's enough. That's good enough. I'm okay with that. We need to rehearse that truth, and we need to embrace that. And maybe we don't look in the mirror. Maybe we look at a picture of ourselves. And so I'm going to try and, um, matter of fact, we're going to do that right now. If you have a phone, I want you to pull out your phone, and I want you to hold it up so I can see. I'll wait for you. If you don't have a phone, um, that's okay. Um, you know, I'm sure you can find one somewhere. Take the person next to you. Take theirs. And if you have a camera phone, I want you to open up the camera, whatever that may be. And if you have a phone but don't have a camera on it, um, uh, we just missed Christmas. So you have to figure out something else to be able to do that. But I want you to do is I want you to, to, to turn the camera so you can see yourself in the image. Now, some of you may only have rear-facing cameras, so you have to do the thing where you kind of look at it. And, but I want you to go ahead and take a selfie of yourself, okay? Well, not right now. We're going to do it all together as a group, all right? I'm actually going to take a selfie of you all taking selfies, okay? And, and here's the thing. I see some of you doing this. You're, 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 you're tag-teaming. You're doing more than one person. That's not a selfie. That's a duet, Okay? Um, but no, what I want you to do is I want you to take a selfie. And here, I'm going to take a selfie of you guys taking a selfie, okay? All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. All right, very good. Now, I want you to look at that picture. And I want you to study it for a little bit. You know what you look like. You, you, you know, you, some of you are probably going, oh, wow, I left the house like that. Oh, my goodness. 
But I want you to just study it for a little bit. I want you to look at it. And now I want you to understand this. As I say this, I want you to look at this picture. That person in that picture was made in the image of God himself. That person in the picture was fearfully and wonderfully made. The person in that picture is God's masterpiece. We need to learn to like it. If we're going to have the best year ever, we need to get to the place where we embrace who we are and we like it. We take the selfie and we hashtag like it. Would you join with me as I close in prayer? You may be here today and you may have, um, you know, you're hearing this thing about God and, 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 and being created in the image of God and you're having a hard time getting that. Maybe you're here today and you don't feel good about yourself and it's been your whole life. You know something is missing. I would encourage you today to consider that that void in your life is the love of God. That he desires to fill that with who he is. You see, he loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus, the one we celebrate Christmas, because of the mistakes we've made and the bad choices we've had, he took all that upon himself and he paid the punishment. He paid the price that was owed so I wouldn't have to, so you wouldn't have to. That whoever believes in him and whoever confesses him as Lord can know eternal life, can be what the Bible calls saved. And if you're here today and you've never done that, I want to encourage you to consider that. If you're willing to believe in your heart that Jesus saved you, if you're willing to confess that, that He is the Lord of your life, and if you're willing to repent and turn from everything you know to be familiar and turn to everything He has for you, just call out to Him. In the quietness of this moment, and the stillness of your heart, He hears you. He knows your heart. If you've got that something within you that's telling you to do it, respond. For the rest of us, take some time just to ask God to help us to be who he wants us to be. Help us to like who he's made us to be so that we can have better relationships with others and a better relationship with God. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, thank you for the truth that you give us. Lord, help us not to buy into the lies of what the world would say, what the media says, what everybody else around us might say. Lord, help us to zero in on your truth. God, help us to find comfort and peace in that truth. And Lord, for those who are here today, I pray that you would give them courage to step across that line of faith and to trust you and you alone for salvation. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.